This is eConverse, Digital Marketplace Success, a podcast brought to you by Vaso Group. Vaso Group is an all-inclusive e-commerce agency for both Amazon and Walmart.com, focused on helping you achieve success in marketplaces around the world. I'm Pamela Moore. We're learning about Amazon purchase orders and how vendors are throwing money away. I'm joined by Meredith Mathis, business manager and operations expert, to help us understand the world of purchase orders. Let's jump right in. Meredith, what are chargebacks and how are they categorized? Operations, I would say people can say that it means things different to them, right, depending on what you're looking at. For Amazon, operations is pretty much how you get the product from your warehouse to Amazon and then everything that happens in between. Chargebacks are then how they are going to find a financial um, implication for anything that you don't follow their guidance on. So if Amazon tells you that you need to prep something a certain way and you don't do it, there will be a financial um, implication for that. Same thing if things don't arrive on time or you make a promise and you don't fulfill it. Okay, so uh, basically you're being charged a fee for delays. Yeah, exactly. Anything that would cause Amazon's process to not run as smoothly as they anticipate it to, that would be on your side. They will find a financial implication to to basically give you to try and correct that behavior going forward. So tell me about some of these chargebacks that companies encounter and how much money it costs them. I mean, nobody wants to throw money away these days, right? Yeah, so there's um, there's tons, right? Obviously, there's tons of different areas of the process, but I would say the costliest one for most vendors is going to be your PO on time accuracy. That deals with the timing of your, of your inventory. So did it get to Amazon in the time frame that you guys both agreed on by when you accepted the purchase order. Did it not arrive at all? Did you say you would you know, give Amazon the product and it never arrived? Or did you possibly promise them one quantity and then you only fulfilled this smaller amount? So basically anything that would cause Amazon now to have to shift their process. The beyond time accuracy really deals with timeliness of, of kind of the PO process. Cool. How much do these things cost? Like, let, let's get down to brass tacks on the expense of this. I mean, we really want to save money in all businesses these days, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why throw it away? Absolutely. So you've got three different types, right? I sort of described them already, not on time. They didn't arrive within the planned time frame. You didn't ship it on time. That's going to be 3% of the cost of goods. So let's say you have you know, $100 worth of goods, that's the cost that you would be charging Amazon, they're going to charge you $3, right? Because that's 3%. And that would be if those if those units arrive outside of the ship delivery window that Amazon has, has entailed. Down confirmed is a separate type, right? That would be you and you and me, right, have decided Amazon wants five items. Sure, I accept five items. If within the ship delivery window that Amazon gives you, if five days into that window, I I should say five days after that window, if I say, well, you know, actually I only have three items and I'm only going to send you three, maybe because I promised somebody else two. If I do that outside of that five days into the ship delivery window, 3% of the cost of goods for that as well. 
Now, the really expensive one is if you just decided that you were not going to fill any of the items, right? So I accepted that I said I was going to give five items. I never send them, but I don't cancel the units, right? So Amazon is still anticipating that they're going to get this inventory. It, It may not be on time, but they anticipate that they will get it. It does not show up. Amazon will automatically cancel your purchase order. 30 days after the beginning of the ship delivery window and that will be 10% of the cost of goods. Wow. Yeah. So you went from 3% to 10%. Right. And this is all because you said, yes, I will absolutely ship something to you because you're basically my outlet to sell things all over the world or, or whatever. Exactly. And so the way you have to look at it too, right, is at least with like not on time or down confirmed, I should say not on time, right? I still sent the product. So I'm, I'm still getting paid, but it's like I gave them a 3% discount. With not filled, if the items never arrived to Amazon, I never sent it, not only do am I not getting paid for that inventory, I also now have to pay them 10% of what I didn't send. That's not smart. No, it's not fiscally <laughs> responsible. Absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, we were talking about if you and I sell something like a hundred dollars of a thing and it would cost us three dollars a hundred dollars and it would cost us ten dollars if we say yeah we're gonna send you that and then we don't but we're talking uh, people who are selling through Amazon vendors and sellers on Amazon are selling more than you know a hundred dollars worth of things that they're confirming on these shipments yeah absolutely i mean you're talking about thousands of dollars i mean you know there's not technically a cap on how much amazon's going to charge you where chargebacks are concerned so i mean we have seen people get into the hundreds of thousands of dollars where chargebacks are concerned so you're sitting here thinking that's i could have hired a couple different people right so i mean it becomes very expensive very quickly and that's a lot of jobs. Or, hey, maybe that was an reinvestment in bonuses, right? If you're if you're looking for a reason why your you know warehouse team or your executive team should care about that, it's because that might be the bonus or the difference between you know your marketing budget next year. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the difference between you growing the business possibly and not. Yeah, yeah, it is. Who? So. How do vendors avoid these chargebacks? So it totally depends, right, on the on the merchant. First off, I typically say don't do not accept anything you cannot ship. If you are somebody and we do have some some vendors that are like this that they don't necessarily automatically know what they have to ship, then you kind of have to work out a process. Maybe you accept everything that you know that it's a maybe, right? There are some items that maybe they're discontinued. You know that that's an absolute no. Cancel that initially. Tell them you're not going to promise any inventory. Anything that you're maybe unsure of that you think you guys can send, I would accept it initially. As long as you have the understanding that you will go back in before that five-day period that I talked about with the down confirmed and fix it. As long as you do it within that that five-day period prior to, to when we're going to start to see a down-confirmed chargeback, then you can, you, know, you can change that number. So that would be my biggest recommendation is only accept what you think you're for sure of. And anything that you're a maybe on, make sure that we 
you know, close it within that time frame. Now, on the other side of things, maybe you promised, right, these 10 items. We realize, right, I'm, I'm not going to be able to ship it. It's past the, the you know, the three-day window or, you know, the five-day window. I, I just want to make sure at this point then that I'm going to cancel it before Amazon cancel it. So I realize, right, I'm going to get a 3% because I down confirmed, but I would much rather have a 3% than a 10%. So now it's mitigating too. Which, which one would I rather pay? 3%. Don't let Amazon auto cancel by any means. I mean, <laughs> $3, $10, which one do you want to pay? I will give you $3. <laughs> you had me at $3. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, wow. So let's say somebody has gotten these chargebacks. Um, because they haven't they haven't figured out how things work completely or they got busy and they Amazon wound up canceling because they didn't during the grace period how does somebody dispute those so it obviously depends on the chargeback type so if it's not on time you do have two different two different vendors. Now, our vendors typically are all collect. So I'll tell you that I'm, I'm more familiar with that. So collect shipments, you would need a screenshot of the routing request page from the website showing that you request you requested the routing um, and it was submitted on a business day before the last date of the ship window. Because basically they want to make sure that you're being timely as well, right? So you're going to provide this screenshot showing that you did what you were supposed to. And then a freight ready date has to be within that ship window as well. And that's the reason that they wanted a day before that last day. Because if you route it today, it it's not, it, it, you can't have it picked up today. Because Amazon obviously has to figure out a carrier and everything. So obviously you still want it within the business day that they're going to pick up. Freight ready has to be, it has to be ready then. But Amazon may not be able to secure a carrier by the time that you actually have a freight ready day. So we just need to make sure I say that the freight's ready. Then whatever happens with the carrier, that's a completely separate issue. But you did obviously what you could do. And then also you need to provide the matching Amazon reference number. And you'll have it, a lot of times Amazon will refer to it as an ARN. It's your Amazon reference number. It's basically like your shipment ID. Um, so you need to provide that. That way they can basically match up all of this information showing that this routing request went with this PO, with this Amazon reference number, and you had the you know the freight ready at this period. Um, and that's for a collect shipment, right? So that would mean you have an agreement with Amazon. Amazon has a small fee that they're going to charge you that you guys have pre-agreed on. With prepaid, it is broken up into two different types of shipments. So you have TL and LTL, which is basically truckload or less than a truckload. So as usual, you're typically you're going to be your palletized shipments. And then you also have prepaid small parcels. So small parcel, you typically see it denoted maybe SP. That's a lot of times going to be done by UPS if you're using an Amazon partnered carrier. Um, UPS and Amazon have partnered at that point. Um, and those are going to be typically a smaller shipment, right, obviously, and, and just boxes, not necessarily palletized. LTL shipments, when they're prepaid, you're going to need a proof of a carrier central appointment that requests that indicates it was requested prior to the delivery date that Amazon has given, and it's within the delivery window. So if you can't provide that, right, you can't dispute it. Prepaid small parcel shipments, you're gonna need a proof of delivery that includes a tracking number, which you should have, right? It's gonna come off the UPS website and they should also be able to show each individual box, right? Obviously they're all probably being delivered together, but you're gonna to wanna to provide all of that just to prove that you've had all cases as well. 
that were there and then a delivery date within the assigned delivery window so you're obviously the tracking should show when it was delivered right maybe it was signed it wasn't necessarily received by amazon at that point but they signed for it and then maybe they received the shipment later on you just need to prove it was delivered within the delivery window interesting and you submit all of this for a case and you you can dispute the chargebacks and hopefully they'll say okay we'll give you we're just going to take three percent or they'll say so they should give you the three percent back as is so with a chargeback you you'll get it as like they they typically send out a chargeback notice an operational performance notice and they'll let you know was it a waived chargeback did we want to ding you but we waived it this time because normally you're fairly pretty good we don't think that this is an ongoing problem for you or did we charge you? So they give you a full report on that, typically on a monthly basis. You have a month to dispute these and it's in your operational dashboard. And so once you dispute this, you have to attach all of these different things and typically then also just do a small write-up, right? Like you can, I'm proving that this delivery date happened on this day. You can see the tracking information shows it was delivered. You know, just write, give a little brief write-up of what you've included to dispute this and then they should remit back your 3%. We got back our discount that we didn't mean to give, basically. Right. Well, that's handy. Exactly. Now, that was going to be not filled. So that's the only, the first one, right? So the problem is, right, so you're saying, I, you're basically proving, right, I got, I got you the, to my best of my ability, I provided you the inventory on time. Now, obviously, we understand that things happen with carriers and that's the reason that you you basically just have to be able to prove that you did everything on your side and then if there was any extenuating circums where there was carriers involved or whatnot that was obviously out of your control but you everything you did everything in your control to make sure things got there on time now we're not filled as concerned right we're going to try and prove now that i did send the inventory if the units were never received we're going to need to provide proof of delivery that includes a tracking number the PO, right? We want to show this is what I accepted. This is what I sent. Maybe they've already, and this happens, unfortunately, maybe Amazon actually did check in the inventory. Weird, but it happens. You'll still get a chargeback, obviously, but you're, you're going to want to show that. And a delivery date before the order cancel date. So, right, we talked about the 30 days. You need to show that they were delivered prior to that order cancel date. Amazon may not have received them, which is why we got... A chargeback but we did deliver them on time we also need a screenshot from vendor central or advantage showing that invoice id corresponding to the po and the ace and mention the chargeback because most people's process right is i send the shipment i'm going to send an advanced shipment notification that goes to amazon basically saying this is what's in my this is what is in my shipment this is what you can expect and then at the same time they typically send an invoice so that signals to Amazon, I invoiced you for it, I sent it. If you're a good company, right? Obviously, we, let's not invoice for product we don't send. But. Right. <laughs> so that's right. That's you basically trying to prove that you did send your, your inventory. Now, if the units arrive after the order was canceled, now we need to so try and prove, you know, again, we sent the inventory. So we're, again, going to provide a proof of delivery. And it's got to include a tracking number. It should reference, obviously, your PO, and it should have a delivery date before the order cancel date. Again, uh, you know, they understand that there's extenuating circumstances. So just show that it should have been, it should have been delivered before then. Now for prepaid shipments, you again will need to show a carrier central appointment screenshot 
showing that the carrier requested a delivery date at least three days before the auto cancel date. Now, obviously, again, there's extenuating circumstances, but they could at least work. They show that they requested it. Did they actually get it delivered by then? Who knows? Probably not because Amazon fulfillment centers are notoriously right. They have a lot of appointments, right? We know Amazon's a huge company. So they may not have gotten it within that period, but they at least requested it. And collect shipments, slightly different, but we need to show a routing request email from Amazon because you get that, right? Amazon sends you an email, so you need to make sure you keep all of those. That includes a freight ready date at least seven days before the auto cancel date and a matching ARN. So again, we wanna show that Amazon reference number. It needs to show in the email so Amazon can kind of track all of this information that you did you know at least part of your due diligence and that when you tried to request a delivery date or a request that your somebody come pick it up that we had at least seven days at least a week for amazon to be able to pick it up and deliver it on i should say on time but not really on time you're still late you're just at least giving them the product <laughs> right so a lot of these the chargebacks you need proof that you did what you said you would do and you delivered you did everything that you could to make sure that the complete purchase order request was delivered to Amazon on time whether they checked it in by receiving it after it was delivered to them you could get the chargeback reversed if they if you say oh no it here are, here's all of my paperwork, my digital paperwork that shows that I, I did what I promised. So you guys need to sort it out. You'll, you'll get your chargeback reversed. Exactly, exactly. So basically Amazon, it's not that they want to penalize you just randomly, right? It's, it's ultimately Amazon wants to make sure that their operations are running as smoothly as possible you are one of those variables, right, that they're going to try to control. And so how are they going to do it? By hitting you where it hurts, which is obviously finances. And so they're trying to add this financial implication to make it so that, you know, here's the thing, time is money, right? If you did not do what you promised, you cost them money. So they're going to put a financial implication to you because you cost them money, so you better pay it back, right? If, if you're not going to do what you've promised, somebody else will is the way you have to look at it. Amazon has a lot of people who want to sell on Amazon. We need to do what we can to ensure that the process runs smoothly so that we have a good cohesive relationship that works for both of us and that we can continue that relationship in a financially beneficial manner. (laughs) Of course. And accidents can happen. Exactly. But if it's a one-off oopsie then they they'll look at your history and see okay you're pretty good all the time so we'll let this go but if it's a pattern of behavior then they are making a lot of money off of your company without um, due to the inconveniences without providing something in exchange for that absolutely amazon they do give you 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 basically have a running um, operational performance And so they do understand, right, that some things happen. If this is not a pattern of behavior for you, if you have great operational performance, then Amazon understands that, okay, this must have been a one-off for you. We're going to waive it this time because you never do this. You know, so we realize something may have happened. Maybe it was a holiday. Maybe somebody, you know, something happened within the, you know, the chain of operations on your side and it was a one-off. They understand. 
it's when it's a pattern of behavior that Amazon is really going to ding you and say, no, you're going to you're going to pay us back because you've really, truly cost us a ton of money on this problem. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> exactly, right? 100%. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Uh, so we talked a little bit about how to avoid these chargebacks. Uh, do you have any other best practices? So with the only other one that we haven't talked about was down confirmed on how we dispute them. Down confirmed realistically with those, you never really should have to dispute them because don't down confirm something, right? Don't promise anything that you didn't. But if you end up down confirming something, right, basically we want to prove that you just did it prior to that five-day period. After the five-day period happens, as long as you did it within the five days, great. We'll prove now that you did it within that five days and not after. So you're going to provide a screenshot from Vendor Central showing that the PO, ASIN, and confirmed units, right? So you got to show your PO. These are the units that they're talking about that they're giving us a chargeback on and what's confirmed. Just, again, trail of things. They kind of want to see the story as it goes. And then you're going to give a reason why the units were adjusted down. So again, we talked about Amazon understands that there's extenuating circumstances. You're going to need to provide things like a screenshot or an email or proof of an unforeseen circumstance. So I don't know, let's say Tennessee had a big snowstorm, right? And your warehouse is in Tennessee. Most people know that Tennessee and Texas really probably don't handle snow great, right? So there may have been a delay. Maybe something happened. Maybe product was destroyed. They both, they ultimately, right, you're going to then provide proof. Hey, this is the reason this happened. It was completely crazy. This is an unusual issue for us. You know, flood, fire, extreme weather, carriers refusing to collect freight. That does happen too. So maybe the carrier just said, I'm only going to take, you know, three pallets. And maybe you had 10 Okay, well, now we just down confirmed seven pallets worth of inventory. Why did that happen? Make sure that you document that your carrier did not pick this up, that they refused it. So that way you can report that to Amazon if there's a chargeback. That's interesting because I wouldn't have thought that that would be a thing where they say, nah, we're not taking the rest of the stuff that we were scheduled to pick up. We're done. It doesn't happen, it, or I shouldn't say, it didn't used to happen very frequently, but, you know, we kind of understand the state of the world, right? Um, there is definitely a shortage, just sort of like with every other profession, there is an extreme shortage where where drivers are concerned that hold a CDL. So, and those are obviously needed, right, to drive a semi-truck. And so with that shortage, a lot of carriers don't have enough drivers, and so they may be anticipating a smaller shipment than what is actually being shipped, you know, because they only get so much. They, sh- they do get inf- information, but you'd be surprised what a carrier will send. So sometimes, right, you might be their last load and there's not enough room for your inventory and they'll refuse something. I guess that's like trying to get in an Uber with too many people. 100%. Yeah. You know, and you would also don't know, too, like with maybe they were anticipating that one customer that morning, maybe you're the afternoon pickup, they were anticipating that morning customers' pallets would be stackable. They weren't. So now I don't have room for, you know, all of yours. So, so all of these things, right, happen. But that's why we just need to make sure we document any unforeseen circumstances, specifically when it happens with a carrier. And, and I like to say, you need to make sure you're tracking. If this is a constant thing with the same carrier, it's something where you need to be identifying this to Amazon. Not to say that they're going to stop using that carrier. They may though, right? If there's a lot of problems with that carrier, 
that may cause them to find somebody else to partner with. But they may just realize that if it's if it's isolated just to you, maybe they assign you a different carrier going forward for your shipments. So that way things run more smoothly. That's fair. And that's actually very smart. We've talked a little bit about the operational impact of noncompliance and how it can cost basically the salary of someone who could be responsible for confirming these things or checking your inventory or um, any number of things. It would be perhaps smarter to run a coupon and thing on things if you want to make less money. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's, you gave a discount on a product that you don't get to actually see the customer implication of that discount. Right, right. You're not really winning customer loyalty by throwing money at Amazon that's not used for like marketing. Yeah, or Prime Day. Hey, you know, everybody's talking about Prime Day discounts, right? You know, you maybe your vendor manager came to you and, you know, hey, do I have it in the budget now to give 15% off this major item because Prime Day's coming up? Well, no, I don't because I gave away 15%, my 15% on on my items because I wasn't within, you know, operational compliance for Amazon. So, you know, I mean, it, it does have a direct impact, whether that be on the, you know, the larger part of your business that doesn't directly impact Amazon maybe, or it can directly influence your Amazon, your Amazon business, you know, right? Why did Instapot blow up the way it did? Because they provided a large discount during Prime Day. So by missing out on these large, I don't want to say marketing time periods, but I mean, it is, it's a huge marketing draw. You're going to have a ton more people on your, on the site during Prime Day, maybe call it Prime Week, if you're not able to provide that because you don't have the budget because we've been giving away dollars we don't have to, you're missing out. You're not going to grow the business the way that somebody else who is able to provide that discount because they are operationally sound can. That's totally, (laughs) that is absolutely right. It is absolutely right. And you can't develop brand loyalty if you're throwing the money at Amazon because you're confirming POs, you shouldn't. Correct. I mean, and, and the other thing is maybe you'll never be a household name because of that. Instapot was, I would say, fairly um, not well known at that point, right? Prior to it really having blowing up on Prime Day. And so maybe that's your big your big thing is you really want to you know break into the broader audience. If you can't participate in some of these things because you have such a small budget because of these problems, I mean, you're never going to get there. It's true. It's absolutely true. Okay, so one takeaway for the listeners, because you are amazing and filled with so much information. You are my operational guru for any questions that I have about how it works. What's one takeaway that somebody who listens to this should implement right away? Ooh, I haven't said it yet, but I'm going to lay down the law on this. Do not back order. Do not back order. I know everybody's like, oh, come on, I'm gonna get no, no. It do not back order, right? Backordered items, they still count against you where chargebacks are concerned. It's just basically giving Amazon a new promise date. Oh, I'm gonna send it. That doesn't mean though that you don't still get chargebacks. You know, if it's if it's gonna come in two weeks, right? It's like, hey, I know my shipment's coming in two weeks, and that's why you want to back order. Don't back order. Amazon will reorder it, right? If they want it bad enough, they will reorder it just don't don't do it and honestly and I don't know how many vendors have this ability right this might be something 
Um, if you're on Vendor Central, ask your vendor manager if you don't already have access. There is something called vendor initiated orders, right? So maybe you had been out of stock on something and and again, we're talking about back ordering items. Go ahead and put a vendor initiated order in. Ask to have that ability just to restart the ordering on this item if it really truly hasn't had any orders because you've been canceling the orders. Unfortunately, back ordering items just never goes the way you want. Somebody forgot they back ordered it. We never send it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't back order <laughs> items. You have heard it directly from Meredith, and she knows. <laughs> she definitely knows. You have too many more important things to worry about. You know, other people with orders. Don't back order Amazon orders. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your expertise, Meredith. For help taking your e-commerce to the next level, visit www.vasogroup.com. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Follow at Vaso Group on Facebook and Twitter and at Vaso underscore group on Instagram. Thanks for listening.